you could smell, you could smell the sadness on the train this morning. Um, so many big burly boys just clearly just hanging, hanging out, you know, hanging out with their hangovers. We, um, just looking sad, being muscly, sweaty old tracksuits, a bottle of Lucozade, making their, making their way back to the train to get home. They've, they've, they come all the way down to London just to watch the big game. It was a pretty sad sight to see. It's quite symbolic of drinking, I think, mm-hmm. in general, because everyone, it, the build-up was so huge. You mm-hmm. saw people kind of coming back from Tesco's with, like, huge bags of crisps and, like, beers, and, and everyone just looked so excited, like it was a massive party. And then this morning, everyone just looked so miserable and exactly. upset, and the flags are kind of, like, falling off the balconies, and it just, I mean, yeah. That's it just I, was such a big metaphor, because I, obviously, I made this, bold decision to step out of my comfort zone and um, go with Horatio and be with his friends at a pub. But we had to arrive at 12 to secure seats. That's insane. And that's just so not the kind of thing I would normally do. But I realised it would probably be like a, a, a very rare opportunity to see England in the final or something like that. And it would be a really fun atmosphere. And I was actually quite intoxicated by it because the vibes were so immaculate. And people were painted and there were all these huge, like, fun groups of people. And it was, it was just amazing to see because it was like, wow, maybe this is this world that I'm not in that I'm missing out on. Or at least that it's, it's fun to get a look at because they're just so happy and they're all so together. But the second that we lost, it kind of just cast this different light on it and it feels silly because it's like, look at what we've, we've sat here all day, mm. you know? And, and for it, what? And for what? But it was really fun and I'm really, really glad that I did it. But it was just fascinating. <laughs> but it is also fascinating the response on social media today because everyone's been like, what What a team. They, they've done us proud. You know, just you don't have to win. You don't have to win to, to show, to, to be encouraging for ch- young children mm-hmm. in the sports world and not even for sports, just the, what model men. Mm-hmm. But it's, the truth is we, we fucking lost. Yeah. <laughs> just... Why has no one just been like, this is shit. This yeah. is really shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost. Really? Not I mean, on my feed. They're all very glowy and, you know, what remarkable, what a mm-hmm, remarkable performance. Mm-hmm. Trying to sort of, yeah, translate it into something that isn't just like, oh, this is kind of embarrassing and humiliating. Yeah, it is quite beautiful. It is quite beautiful. I watched Friends. <laughs> <laughs> so we recorded our last episode of the podcast when Love Island had only just had its one episode out. Um, and so, you know, it was not up to date with all of the new opinions that I'm sure we both have mm-hmm. on what's going on in the villa. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, things are really, things are cooking with gas. They are cooking with gas. So oh, I just love it. So love it. And I, I really thought after the first week, I wasn't going to be a fan <laughs> of this yet. And I thought, I'm, maybe I'm just too intellectually above this mm-hmm. now. I don't have time for this. I don't have time. I'm just going to read. Mm. Um, but I'm really into it. Really, Me too. I even stayed up. I, I, I was watching it until about 3 a.m. last night. Mm-hmm. What The baby woke up and I just thought, I'll just, I'll watch Love Island. Mm. <laughs> In fact, tonight, because I didn't watch it yesterday, um, and I didn't watch the unseen bits on Saturday, which is a bit like the, Ooh, the Big Brother best one. Either. So I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go triple bill tonight. Mm. I'm going to go Love Island unseen bit Saturday that I'm catching up on. Love Island Sunday that I'm catching up on. Just in time for tonight's episode of Love Island. And I'm going to be so zonked out of my brain. It's like I'm going to be in ultimate enlightenment mode. But I think that's what it's done for me this time around because I... I really cannot stress enough how much a jump two to three kids has been. And mm-hmm. that's only becoming more evident in the last few months because the baby's so much more active. Mm-hmm. Um, but very rarely do I get to sit on the sofa and watch something and just have that blissful, just going into almost like a trance-like mm-hmm. r- relaxation state. I, I don't, I very rarely get that each week. One of them is always waking up or both kids are awake because Alfie's gigging the baby starts crying after five minutes of me watching something. So when it does work and I'm watching something like Love Island, which is arguably quite mindless, and I'm able just to be mindless and watch them and enjoy that, it's, I feel almost euphoric. It's yeah. just amazing. I'm so glad that you get to experience that. Yeah, it's only, I've only, I, it's not happened many times. And me with my childless life, I still feel euphoric. Even yeah. though I'm, I don't have anything to, to be switching off from. Um, no, I'm not saying that's the only... I mean, obviously, there's no, like, no, 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 no. It's, it's only because I, I I now appreciating it so much more, being able to watch TV, mm. and it's just... It's honestly one of my favourite things ever. TV, sex, and life. Just Love three that. Three top, top things. To wait, TV, sex, and life? Just life. TV, sex, life. Yeah. 
it's just that's the top the three best things aren't they i mean living not life <laughs> you dumb what so life dumb. is one of the three things that's good about life life can't be one of the three things just being here and oh you mean being, being present. present yeah okay so you know, adopting like a mindset myself for christmas be here now I've lost the necklace. It's really annoying. Such a cringy, cringy necklace. It is cringy, as well. but it's so important to be here now. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, that is actually adopting the principles of stoicism very well. That and is, Buddhism, that's what maybe. All about. Is that Buddhism? Um, Buddhism. No, I don't know anything about Buddhism. So I'm just going to pretend know. I'm Buddhist. I'm a yeah. Buddhist. Yeah. Anyway. But tell me, what, what are your thoughts on the contestants this year? Or at least, like, what are your thoughts on Hang the contestants? Why don't we this week? choose who we think each other would like? Out of the boys. Okay, out of the boys. Okay, cool. So you choose who you think I would like out of the boys. Out of the boys. Okay, out of the boys, I think that you would like... Ooh! But you haven't seen the new episode. I haven't seen the new episode. The new guy just came in. What, are you saying that you like him? Well, no, he's just, he's just, he's very beautiful. But, but he's not on my pick, so you, you go. Okay, I'd say... You, I mean, obviously your, your taste is very strange. <laughs> so you might go for somebody weird like, um, like Aaron or something like that. Aaron who sucks. Oh, is Aaron the one with... Aaron um, the one who basically Sharon. told Sharon, Sharon that he doesn't... No, no, Sharon. Sharon. Aaron and Sharon. Aaron and Sharon. 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 That Aww. would have been their couple name. Um, yeah, he basically just told her that he didn't like her anymore because she Loud. was too feisty. Yeah. Like, who stood up for herself and he wants a woman that stays at home and looks after the kids. And, like, it was just a bit backward. He likes and chill. Then, only because the new girls came in and then the second that it was clear that they didn't like him, he's suddenly going back to Sharon. Mm, okay. So you might like Aaron. He is very beautiful, um, but really, really boring. Um, or you might like maybe maybe Brad. You might like you Brad. You like Brad, don't you? Brad is an idiot. Oh, I see. But you fancy Brad. Brad's obviously a beautiful man, but that's not really my type. Okay, cool. And I, his chat is too terrible. I mean, yes, yeah, so bad. Mm. And really unattractive, actually, in his pursuit of um, the Lucinda. New one. Lucinda. Yeah. That was really embarrassing but to But so satisfying that even she was Saw turned it. off by him. Thank God she did. Because mm. if she didn't, it would have been so unfair. Yeah, exactly. For, for, yeah. Exactly. Um, oh, who, do, who do I actually like? I don't fancy any of them no, apart from the new one coming in, but actually seeing more of his personality, I don't really fancy him either. It's that type of like, I don't know. It's just, it, none of the men seem particularly subtle. It's all so out on the surface and it's all making like these kind of crude, lewd jokes. I just don't find that kind of like no. behavior very attractive at all. So at first I really disliked Faye mm-hmm. um, because I thought that she was just a bit too crude and rude. Yeah. Um, but now... I just said crude, lewd and you just crude. said crude, rude. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I just copied you. <laughs> um, but now I really like her. Mm. She seems to really like herself. Oh yeah, Faye's backing herself for sure. And because at first I thought, oh, it's her insecurity, and that's why she's been quite mean and kind of saying things in, in a slightly kind of cold way. Mm. But now I think actually no, she just she really likes herself. She's here for a reason, and she's going to be funny and good on TV. And if she finds someone great, if she doesn't. She's going to probably get a spot on 8 out of 10 cats. Oh, for sure. I think that she's definitely the one that has marketed herself the best. Mm-hmm. And she's become the mother hen. And I think if you look at it kind of in a slightly more critical way, you can tell it's because nobody fancies her right now. Um, and so she's now adopted this new persona of like looking after people and being the one that like tells off Chloe for, you know, going behind Kaz's back. Um, but I think that she's done it really well. Yeah. And at first I thought you're too much, but actually I like her role now. I really actually have grown to love dumb, dumb little Liberty because Liberty's she's just great. so sweet. I cannot understand the word she's saying. It's just everything that comes out of her mouth is just so funny. I know, but it's kind of really awkward for me because every time she's on screen, Alfie kind of salivates at her boobs. Like She does have perfect boobs. Such a lovely body. Just Mm, such a great body. Such a gorgeous girl. Unfortunately, what it has done for me, this series, because I'm stopping breastfeeding and so my boobs are kind of like in their shriveled state. Mm -hmm. It's really unattractive. I now, I do have a complex because of Love Island. It does do that. So it is damaging. And I'm a confident person. Mm -hmm. And I've got... I've been given a complex from Love Island, so it shows how damaging it can be. Well, I I mean, I think every, every woman watching it, even if they can see that it's all completely unattainable or at least like very unrealistic beauty standards, 
it is still the norm amongst that group of people. So I guess it, it does make you feel a little bit strange. Like even just the fact that they're also tanned. And yeah. I, I tried first tan, self-tan <laughs> for the first time recently and I couldn't even fucking do that right. So it's like just to see this effortless kind of, especially the, the, the when they show like the sort of the rolling footage of the girls getting ready and the meticulous stages of it. And like I can't do my eyeliner without having to redo it three times in one session. So just to see them nailing it, it and they're all like 21 it does kind of make you feel a little bit did you see the episode inferior. near the beginning where they had to the guys had to guess what surgery they'd had was that was that near the beginning yeah they had it was like oh a, yeah, yeah that challenge a, yeah that challenge. challenge and so they just had to put right on their boards you know tits lips uh botox botox, botox most yeah. of them had had all three of that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was just quite shocking as but well i've been thinking more about fear because i think a lot I'm held back a lot of choosing to do things because of fear that I'll become a different version of myself and this is the version of myself and I can't stray from that. And all of the things that I would like to do if I wasn't scared um, usually involve something to do with my appearance. But really? I'm too scared to do it. And that's why I've had the same long hair for years and that's why I've you know, had basically worn the same clothes for 10 years. And um, So I, I have this kind of respect for women like the, the most of them, well, all of them, I think, on Love Island, who have had numerous procedures f- just for cosmetic reasons and aren't scared of being the one in a million that gets the bad reaction or yeah. gets the botched boob. Or or has, like, horrible people online comparing what they look like before the procedures to them after. They don't care about that. It's so bold, in a way, and I think that when... That fight occurred where Hugo, who mm. repulses me, and the fact that people like him on Twitter. No, but you know he's now he's like the loser in there. Yeah, well, I think deservingly so. Uh, yeah. Somebody sent me some very tasty gossip about him. You can't, you can't disclose. But I won't disclose it. But anyway, I don't think that he comes across as a very nice guy, and I think it's pretty clear that he is sort of Machiavellian in the villa. I don't like him. But anyway, when he made the comments about not liking fake women, so overtly but he and didn't mean to he just kept it's like he was his, just his, being dumb about he it he was just being, being dumb his vocab isn't varied enough so he just like seemed like he just kept coming back to that word fake like when I keep coming back to the word amazing yeah and I sound like an idiot but it's just because and the producers probably like cut it to make it mm. look more but I thought it raised a really interesting argument which I don't think they've done before in Love Island about you don't know why somebody's got plastic surgery or why they've had procedures done you don't know what it what it takes to be a woman with people looking at you and judging you um that's and such a great turn because you know five years ago wouldn't people wouldn't be completely. that explicit and, 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 and like in the heat magazine era of things in the sort of early noughties or like more recently probably even up to like sort of 2015 like before the me too movement i feel like you could really bash trashy women like that was a sort of funny thing for us to do as a society um and you know wags and you could just like talk about how sort of slutty people are in a much more open callous way but I think that you just don't do that anymore or at least you you just think about the impact that that has and you see these people more as people who might have had their lips done or their boobs done but there could probably be a bit emotional reason behind that yeah and you're saying that you you feel like inferior so yeah I definitely feel inferior but just picking up on that that apparently the winner from last series Molly May Mm -hmm. apparently she wants to undo all of her work really yeah, and go back to natural go back to being natural which is you know i don't think you can undo you have to have your fillers dissolved and stuff yeah, and i dissolved, think it takes yeah. a long time because basically fillers i've seen a lot of this on tiktok people saying don't do it it looks great at first but then you have to keep getting it done and it slowly migrates from your lip up to sort of beneath your nose this sort of yeah. ridge which is why they start to get that sort of trout pout thing oh, really? um and it's it, i can like it can go into different parts of your face it could be dangerous I mean, especially if you've got to undo eyes and stuff like yeah. that. So I have friends that have done that. I definitely don't think I would ever get fillers. But Botox, for sure, I would consider. If I got to a point where I just, I, yeah. you know, I decided that it would be something that would make me feel better about myself. I don't, I don't think yeah. that any, any judgment is necessary for people that decide to do that. No. It's just fear that holds me back from doing anything like that. I mean, also regret. I don't want to regret anything. Exactly. I don't want to regret cutting my hair in a bob and then my hair never growing again. But I mean, your hair wouldn't stop growing. It might. Some people say their hair stops growing. I think that your hair has like a, a length that it can grow to and you've obviously shown yours to be pretty long. Yeah, but that's only because I've grown it for, you know, forever. It would take you another 10 years yeah, for sure yeah. to grow it to yeah. be that long again. I think I'm just going to be one of these really creepy old haired, uh, um, old women with just really, really long hair. Yeah, but forever. I've always really admired them because then they can do a sort of like fancy little swishy mm. bum with like one of those big old clips. Yeah. 
Anyway, <laughs> I do want a boob job. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I want a boob job. And now I've kind of given myself this kind of goal of, okay, if I can take away the fear and, you know, do loads of research so I'm clued up about the, you know, the right people, in five years' time I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a boob job. Really? Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah, I mean, good for you. Job, yeah. Not big. Not big. No, no, no. Just like, you know, per and, and like round. And juicy. <laughs> Just like, you know, round. Mm-hmm. And it, I think unless you've gone through the years of breastfeeding and the scene and pumping, breast pumping just affects your boobs so much. And I, you don't think about that when you're feeding the baby and you're so hormonal and it's so satisfying to feed the baby. But it is absolutely changing your boobs mm-hmm. forever. And it's just something that I don't think I thought about. I remember when I was pregnant with Donnie and... Um, I, I suddenly was like, oh no, is my bo- body going to suddenly change? And I going to, these boobs will never be the same boobs again. Um, and, and, I, and it was true. They, they weren't. They're different. They evolve into a different woman's boobs and then you become that different woman as mm-hmm. you become a mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. so boob you, job, here we come. So once you decided, okay, cool, no more babies. Yeah, no more, no more boob no more, No more breastfeeding. Yeah. Apparently you, know? you can breastfeed with fake boobs, but I don't want to, you know, it's just a bit, yeah, I, I think strange. I'm going to wait. I think I'm going to wait until I've, definitely don't want to breastfeed anymore well that's exciting yeah so yeah well i'm definitely gonna get botox too yeah when i'm 30 we'll do it together mm. yeah you can get a boob job too we can have matching boob jobs <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i need a boob job no you don't need a boob job until you start breastfeeding though don't oh you yeah, yeah yeah i posted a photo of me in a sort of very skimpy top on instagram mm. for the first time and then got a lot of likes. i told you it would told you it would get those likes in honestly just get the girls out because yep. everybody wants to say hello and we all have a good time but i think a lot of the time it's people being like yeah she she's being brave mm, she's exactly being, she's like showing us her boobs like she's not scared they're not it's not like oh you're sexy yeah they're just yeah. being like yeah go, go you go girl exactly it's, it's it's mostly girls being yeah. like, oh great, my God, good for you. Yeah. Um, and especially since I was holding a cake, and then I obviously compared the photo to like Lana um, Del Rey. Yeah. It made it funny. It wasn't like an overt picture of me just like posing. But then again, that wouldn't be a bad thing either. No, exactly. Uh, well, this comes onto the topic I want to talk about of book promotion because mm-hmm. it's now been out for sale. You want to get your tits out to promote I'm, your book? I'm, I'm <laughs> going to get my boobs out. You know, the boob job is going to be just a cover of the book inside the skin. You can still see. The um, no. So I think the book's been out for three weeks now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three mm-hmm. weeks. You go, girl. Three weeks. Miss Chart Top of You. No, hang on. Selling those books. 24th. Yeah, they're three weeks. Yeah. So it has done very well, which is great. But I am now paranoid. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only done well because of my Instagram stories. Okay, yeah. So now I'm panicked. Like, the second how, you stop. How do I keep up? the book doing well with if I don't do the my cute little Instagram stories because basically what I'm doing is whenever somebody is showing me they're reading the book and I'm sorry if this has annoyed you and you've you followed me for a while and now you're just kind of seeing constant um book stuff but I think if somebody's taking the time to show me them reading the book and enjoying the book and maybe even writing something nice about the book I can't just let that slide and also an Instagram story only lasts for so so I I just grab it and I repost it I don't think anyone is judging you for that at all it's a lovely thing to see okay cool and it is very good promotion I mean I know you're my sister you know I have a copy of the book multiple but every time I see your Instagram and I see this there's a little part of my brain associated with like the consumer part of it that goes ding oh my god I want to buy that because it it actually does work it really and I think it's a positive display of you if you like embracing the people that are connecting with the book and it's it's you not being weird and detached well no but so this is what has happened so I now so if it's basically just this is a bit boring but it went in straight into the Sunday Times bestseller at, at, num- at number 10 okay and I found this information out on the Wednesday because apparently all the data takes time to whatever so within five days it was on the bestseller list which is great so I was this was on a Wednesday okay yeah and I had press to do for that week I couldn't tell anyone it was on the list yet. Yeah. Um, so I was quite excited, obviously, and I my I, that surpassed my expectation. But for the rest of the week, I was like doing like little bits of reading stuff, knowing that, and I wanted to be like, it's also a bestseller, it's also a bestseller. But I obviously couldn't say anything. Anyway, Saturday comes round, um, and I just get a photo of it being number one on the Times bestseller, and I suddenly, obviously, that's crazy. Yeah. That was like. I didn't understand that they're very different lists. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. 
so I had gone from number 10 in my head to number one. And I felt like... Dream I, queen. I just was like, okay, this is amazing. Yeah. Okay. So when... Sunday comes around and it's in the number 10. And then Sunday times, you can see how many... I probably shouldn't be this open about things, but... It's nice to be. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, you know? I'm a desperate artist. (laughs) I'm a desperate artist. You can see how many people have sold Mm -hmm. in one week Mm -hmm. on the Sunday Times bestseller. Mm -hmm. So the reason I was number one on the Times Mm -hmm. was because that was taken into about pre-sale. Thank you very much for buying it on pre-sale, which obviously worked. Mm -hmm. And then that week, how many I'd sold. So I'd I'd won that week at that moment on that Saturday. But in terms of accumulative, how many I sold in a week, I don't really understand. But basically, you, I'm, I'm now scared that I'm going to go off these lists. And, I understand. And, and I don't, that's not a big deal. I didn't even expect to be on the list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So but now once you were of, told that you were, you yeah. suddenly have a different kind of set of expectations Yes, yeah, so now I feel like I've failed because I'm number four. And then you see the actual number and it's probably... You know, how do you even quantify something like that? But seeing the actual number must have felt strange too. So strange, seeing how many people have bought a book that week. And then looking at like past weeks, because obviously I'm going to scroll back and see women who I like who've written books and then maybe they've Instagrammed a photo of their Sunday Times bestseller. And maybe theirs is a lot higher than mine. Like they've sold like 20 times <laughs> like as many. A shitload yeah, yeah, more yeah. books of in the same th- chart. That would be weird for anyone, um, anyone. So it just, it just puts things into perspective. Um, it's just it's a different world that you're in. But entering. I'm not going to be one of those people who write something. It's been two years of my life, basically. I'm not going to then just let it go out into the world and not be like, come back and see me. Come, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll just bye. Don't, don't ever call me again. Yeah, I'm it's your baby. Look after it. It's your baby and you're going to look after it. So I'm going to make sure it's sailing well. Like a chimpanzee um, or an orangutan. I can't remember which one it is. They look after their baby for like, for years and years and years. Mm. And then when the baby's finally big enough to go out on its own the baby still comes back and visits its mum exactly they still hang out yeah you know you're just checking in on your little baby yeah monkey. I'm checking the baby monkey's okay exactly and I'm also checking that other people can find the baby monkey you they want to hold the, the baby monkey in. too exactly yeah so I'm sorry if they're annoying but for it's- me for this part of my career and stage of life I feel like I need to do as much as I can to to kind of honor, honor the work that I did and then after the summer, I'll be like, okay, I'll let the baby monkey run free. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's kind of weird if an author were to write a book and then not say anything about it because that's either a symbol of arrogance where it's like, well, people will find it because it's my work and I put it out there or insecurity because they don't want to make a big show of it. And it's like, they think that somebody will just like happen to find that they did a book and be like, oh my God, I didn't know that you wrote this. And mm-hmm. then and then they'll have a conversation like, oh, well, yeah, no, I, I write books too. And that just doesn't, that's not how the marketplace as it no. stands works. You have to be somebody that has five different jobs. We're all competing against each other. And I don't think that you should feel any shame in promoting yourself. No. In the way that Girls on Love Island shouldn't feel shame at like promoting the work that they've had done to become this kind of consumer product. Like, let's just stop shaming people for putting themselves out there because exactly. that's how the world works. Not also, everybody just gets lucky. Also, yes, I do have, um, you know, an agent and I have I have a place in this industry, but I have largely done a lot of the work myself. You really have. Including my own promotion for things. And how great, if, if you think about it, that it's managed to do this well, given that it's... You know, I'm pretty sure that Instagram stories have helped. Of course And that's they ridiculous. Have. But like, it's quite, hopefully it encourages other people to be like, okay, if you great, create something that you're proud of, you can put it out there. You can spread the word yourself. You don't need these big houses and these big like spreads in magazines. And, you know, fair enough, I've had a, you know, a couple of them and that's very good. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure it's down to my, you know, my Instagram emojis. Well, also, to be honest, it makes you seem like more of a real person and it makes the book seem like something I would be more appealed to go and pick up. Because when you walk into Waterstones or any kind of bookshop, it's just so overwhelming to the senses how many books there are and how many interesting, appealing covers they have. And I feel like, especially in the sort of uh, women's fiction category now, there's like a really strong aesthetic. It's like that sort of bright colour, then like a line drawing type thing. It can be really confusing because they Mm -hmm. all look like they could be good. So if I know that somebody on Instagram has made their book seem like it's, a real person writing something that I can connect to emotionally, I'm going to be much more likely mm. to pick it up. So I think that your promotion has definitely worked. I feel guilty now because I did have a, a, 
um, publicity team helping me as well. So I do feel bad and they were amazing. So like I've definitely had lots of help, but it's now the end of that mm-hmm. kind of time. And now it's time to like do it, you know, to, to decide, okay, do I keep kind of shouting about the fact that I've written a book or do I do other things? Like I feel really... I, I just can't post a doodle, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like, I keep trying to do them, and I keep trying to post them. And, yeah, some of them have actually been quite funny. But I feel like I just can't post it mm-hmm. right now because I'm. it would look weird. Because you're in a different mode in your yeah. head. You, you're, you don't have to switch that off. You need to fully, like, process this moment. It's like the boys at the football yesterday when we lost... Um, like I saw grown men who'd been like tearing the place up before sitting with their heads in their hands like and then I asked Horatio why and he said it's because you need to just grieve it fully for those 20 minutes so that then you can process it and move on Mm. and I'm not saying that you have anything to grieve here in this situation Mm. but fully process this moment that you're in of the book being out it's not gonna last forever and you'll look back and you'll be like I should have just appreciated that more so just sit in it and you don't need to do anything else I think I I, it was a step too far though last night because Donnie was like uh mommy can I take a book into school for my teacher and I was like no no of course no that's silly did she ask for a book (laughs) (laughs) did she ask for um kind of did she ask does she know who I am does she want a book? <laughs> did you set? Did you tell her my name? Does she know anything? Because I was like trying to gather of like, who is this woman? Like, you know, is, is she, she my target? Is, is, is she my target audience? Like, how does she hear about the book? Or is it a case of Dottie being like, my mummy wrote a book, mm-hmm. and the teacher's been like, oh great, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I I put the book in his bag this morning. Oh, that's so sweet. Because I've got these paperbacks and hardbacks at home. I was like, does she want a paperback or does she want a hardback? Shall I sign up for her? What's her name? <laughs> You really? I mean, like at least you put in the work. You don't no, need to work that hard. I know that he's gonna bring the book home today, and that would be like I'll feel, I'll feel if the book is in his bag when he gets home. You're from gonna school, feel like a loser. Yeah, such a loser. Because like, he might have even offered it up to her, and she'll be like, mm, "Doesn't really look like my you kind of keep thing." It. Yeah, you keep it. That is so funny. Yeah. Don't worry. You don't need to sell to every single individual person. No. You've done. You've you've done a lot of audience interaction, mm-hmm. and I think that you've been really really successful in that approach and I even think that the podcast again is like part of that people really that believe in us which yeah. is so nice your girl came way. up to me yesterday at the football saying that she was a fan of the podcast Aww. I mean it's just so nice and I guess because we like come across as ourselves and everything like that that's why people would be more likely to come up and and say something about it mm. and I think that, that again it just goes so hand in hand with your book promotion it just it feels like you're a real person that is especially given the subject matter, poured yourself into the book. So yeah. you have nothing to be afraid of. Okay, you can good. promote the shit out of okay, it if cool. you want. So that's why I just posted a photo of me and W. H. Smith looking quite geeky. It was next to Barack Obama. I mean, natural companion. And re- like it was in the middle of some really depressing books, mm. which I was quite happy about. Um, and I think the cover is so kind of lovely and bright and cheery looking that it's just such a nice sort of juxtaposition mm. that it's up, it's up there. Yeah, two rows below Joe Wicks. He's written another cookbook, hasn't he? I have I have oh, one Jerry's. of his I have one of his cookbooks thirty minute thirty minute or like five day plan or something like that. Have you ever seen his Instagram videos of him cooking? No, it's just so funny because okay, people do you believe in cooking? Do you believe? Do you know what I mean by that question? No. So I don't believe in cooking. Uh-huh. This is gonna get this is gonna get a lot of hate, but I don't believe it's a skill. <laughs> you don't believe it's a skill? Oh, that's okay, a no, really no, no, interesting no. idea. I don't believe. Okay, so when Alfie cooks, when mm. I cook my dinner, which is basically vegetables and beans, like, boring, I'm a vegan, it's boring. Um, I just, you know, vegetables, water, stock cube, oil, vegetables, beans, fry, done. Um, Alfie makes the same meal, but he cooks it mm-hmm. with, you know, garlic and spices mm. and, like, loads of spices mixed together that he weighs out and then he... He, you know he blends them up and, and like marinates marinates and it and you know it's i don't believe that's that's just the same thing as what i did you're just so making you're, it fancy but which one tastes better they both taste fine his tastes better mm-hmm. but it's not cooking because it's not like he's created the vegetables and he's created the meals. you're an idiot <laughs> i mean i kind of get what you're saying and i think you know what i mean it's just you're the saying, Gardening. He's not fucking cooking. He's I see what you're saying. I see you're saying that, like when you use really minimal ingredients, like it doesn't feel like there's a lot of skill there. Yeah. I feel like cooking is when you're like chopping onions really finely and sauteing, and you're like 
putting things together. Sauté. <laughs> I genuinely didn't believe in cooking. I was the same as you. I genuinely, I think it's just the way that we've been raised or, or just like, it, it's something to do with us and our family. I was very much like a Carrie Bradshaw who uses her oven as storage. Yeah. Direct line from the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so funny. I've got Horatio into watching Sex and City, but oh, now it's like got to that point where he doesn't really care. So I'll just put Sex and City on. I'll be like, look, look, this is where she meets Aiden. You have to watch this bit. And then, then I realize, oh wait, I'm just watching Sex and City again for the sixth time. Horatio does not give a shit about any of these characters, nor does he know what's going on because oh. I keep watching it without him. Doesn't make any sense. Aiden, anyway, Aiden was such a mistake. Aiden was such a you mistake. You made a mistake, Carrie. You made a huge fucking mistake. Aiden was the best possible option mm. for you. Mr. Big is boring. No, anyway, he wasn't boring. Aiden wasn't boring. He, Mr. Big was boring. Oh, Mr. Big wasn't boring. Mr. Big was sexy. He was sexy, but it's a bit creepy. It's a bit creepy to just show up in your car all the time. Oh no, I love. I just car love with a driver. That. Just be like, hey kid. Like it's just a bit. It's, I'm oh, sorry. Shit. He lacks. He lacks something to me. Mr. Big is like big man who like is rich and works in an office and like listens to old Frank Sinatra records. That's not enough of a character. Aiden felt like a real man to mm-hmm. me. But anyway, I was a Carrie Bradshaw before. Used my oven as storage mm-hmm. until. You know, I realized once I started going out with Horatio for a while, like he liked cooking for me and stuff like that. It does. It became really fun cooking no, together. I, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. He cooks, and mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm the one who just puts the, the the ingredients in. Well, the vegetables, the beans, and the stock cube in. Done. But <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not the same as. Um, I just don't. I don't really believe that it's it's that, it's that much skill. It. Cooks who are restaurants and stuff, where they're you know. Cooks who are restaurants. <laughs> Cooks at restaurants. They do different stuff. But, yeah. you know, I just don't... I, but still, a Home lot of the cooking. time, I'm like, that's just frying it and putting some spice on it. That's not cooking. I guess it's... The, yeah, you're being cynical because you're like, is it worth the effort and is it that difficult to begin with? I do get that. But I think that cooking has to just be about... Um, like the enjoying the process cooking I get what you mean is cooking a real thing but I think actually cooking isn't just chopping the vegetables and putting them in a thing because you're right that yeah. doesn't take that much skill yeah. cooking is the process of deciding which things to put together like playing some music and like dancing around in your kitchen and then enjoying the finished thing that you've made in a yeah. way that you like enjoy an art piece that you put time yeah, into true. it's more of a feeling I think cooking is more of a feeling yeah and he really loves it and now that we've moved into a small flat with no kitchen it's been evident how he really misses the kitchen so I do feel bad and because he's so good at doing my dinner but the the cooking version yeah the better version um it, on Monday or whenever it was he cooked he cooked um <laughs> He basically, he never is, he never um, makes a mistake usually, but this particular meal was disgusting. Really? It was really disgusting. And I knew it would be just by looking at it. And I I know that if I don't say within the first like bite, oh my God, this is so good. Thank you so much. I love it. If I don't say that within the first couple of bites, I see him like looking over, waiting for me to sit. Oh no, I can't, I can't, I I know. So I I had to just like pretend, oh, this is different. But it's really good. It's really good. And he could tell. He could tell. Oh, was he hurt? No, but I feel bad that he... I've taken for granted the cooking element of a relationship by moving into a really small flat with no kitchen and no space to cook because he really likes that and misses that. I think he mainly liked it because he could shut the door and listen to a podcast quite loudly for quite a long time and be away from us. So he can't do that anymore. So maybe maybe I don't feel bad, but... Yeah. I think he more likes the intimacy of making something that's going to fuel you, you Yeah, know? he really likes cooking for me in like a really feeder way. It's yeah. Quite, it's oh quite my God, Horace, you're such a feeder too. Such a feeder. Such a feeder. But, but what's so funny about that though is that I say, oh, you're just going to do a feeder. But then I will finish more than he eats. Mm, mm-hmm. Do you have... His, like my stomach is so big. Well, I, yeah. Like, I, th- I mean, I'm sure we've discussed this before, but... For the first year that we were going out, he thought that I had a small appetite. <laughs> and it was really funny to me that he'd be like, oh, you're probably not going to be able to finish this. And I'd be like, yeah, oh, I probably won't. And then I would just, just want to eat fucking twice as much. Yeah, you, thought, you thought I thought that for longer than I did. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I don't as I'm finishing off three or four pieces of bread before I've eaten the main part of the meal. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't help myself. And he has a little sweets drawer and everything like that. No, 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 no. I no got really into draw. sweets before bedtime. Sweets before bedtime? That's like, you can't do that, BB. <laughs> That's not okay. Come on, what about your tea? 
Oh, no, but, but no, yeah, of course. Like, but then you brush your teeth. Okay, but cool. I'm just saying, like, a little sweet at night time. And it's so nice because I used to never eat sweets, but when I did, I would go wild and eat so many of yeah. them that I'd make myself sick. It's nice to be in a place in my life where, like, so, like a couple of times a week, you could just have a couple of sweets and you don't ruin your whole yeah. night. You don't yeah. wake up feeling sick the next morning. Yeah. And it's because I've probably got a witness there. And had he not been there, I would be eating the yeah, whole exactly. pack of mouths by myself. But it, I, I think that cooking and, like, having treats and stuff with, with the person that you're in a relationship with is such... An important bonding experience. Mm, totally. Even when you you both go overboard and eat a bit too much and you're both feeling sick. Like, even that is so intimate mm. that I think it's the feeling. I yeah. think it's worth it. Even if you think oh, it's totally. kind of stupid. I, I don't think I would have been able to stay in the relationship this long if I would stuck to my kind of really Spartan... Yeah actress diet god you, you have to compromise it's cold he would have been he would have it's just not fair on him exactly so yeah i i definitely have loosened up and also more so lately with thinking about life and death and you know how short life is is, is it really such a big deal to be half a stone heavier mm. is it really such a big deal yeah I, know. I mean it is such a big deal if you're an actress and we have established that many times and unfortunately that was in the um the book press that i did i did an interview with the independent like a really nice long piece but in one of the topics we talked about um the friends reunion and i i said about how i used to put earrings down my um top and go to school so i could have nipples like jennifer aniston which is a real thing i did and i don't regret putting that on social media you know anyway i did also say that the the fact that jennifer and monica phoebe was always phoebe interestingly always looked her thinnest yeah she should be bigger. Of Her course. body looked like she should have been bigger. Monica and Rachel, they looked like they were small women to yeah, begin with yeah. who had got even, even smaller. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I said, oh, you know, it's just weird that they had big boobs and this tiny body and that's what I was growing up to believe that this was the thing. And, and then she asked about Harry Potter and weight and stuff and I, I joked I gained a lot of weight going back for the Deathly Hallows and I was treated like an alien. Um, so the, the whole interview is about the book sunset i've written a novel nothing to do with harry potter but obviously the thing that gets picked up is i felt like an alien doing harry potter oh god because i was fat and then it links to a photo of me now to me no 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 no. in my full glory harry potter premiere you know green shiny leggings yeah green shiny leggings like being you know a bigger version of myself but like in, in standing like, next to Emma Watson and Bonnie Wright and stuff yeah. but looking not like how actresses are supposed to look on the in red American carpet in American Apparel green leggings yeah. and Converse and looking they they almost were disgusted by me just standing by me I think no actually that's mean that can get picked up that I don't mean that what I mean is everyone was slightly uncomfortable I think because I was because you weren't conforming to what like yeah. most people do in that situation and it wasn't partly not your choice but also partly because you had the strength of character to not I like, eat a lot of soy which we've established in episode <laughs> one so if you want the evidence the long-term trauma is still there it's still do you know there what I love on any photo I do ever every so often there will be somebody who's just commenting like I still hate I hate soy too mm. and I just be like You've stuck with me. Solidarity, sister. You've listened to the podcast. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about. You've probably read my book. Mm -hmm. You know I hate soy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think that you're right. Yeah, it's really refreshing and strange to think, would it really, like, wow. Like, if I was a half a stone bigger or two stone bigger or anything like that, or even just, like, any other kind of change in the way that you look or making less effort with certain things that you only do to kind of cater to a beauty center or whatever, how much would that actually impact my life? And it probably wouldn't impact your life so much. It's about how you view yourself mm -hmm. and the insecurity it brings exactly. and the questioning. And that's what I hate because it's like, I would love to switch off that part of my brain because mm. li life would be so much easier. Mm. But unfortunately, I guess it's just in, in the place that we're in, you're always going to be played with those questions and you just have to decide what's worth it right now. Yeah. Um, Sometimes the sweet's worth it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes soy yogurt is worth it. Yeah. I, I caved into my soy addiction. Did you have some soy yogurt recently? No, no. I occasionally have... Um, no, soy I stay... milk. The chocolate milk is pretty good. No, that's gross. I stay away from soy mostly. If I ever can't find a good coffee shop and I have to go to Pratt, I, 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 I can't. Because since Alfie told me the most scary statistic he's ever told me in my life. What, 30 grams of sugar in a coconut 31 grams latte. of sugar in a coconut latte. Still, still gives me shivers at the moment he told me that fact. At this point, I was sometimes having two of them a day. Oh yeah, my God, I remember we were in a real coconut latte phase. 62 grams of sugar from a coconut latte. Being so healthy. Ooh. 
<laughs> he told me that and I I almost threw up. Oh my god. Anyway, so now I only have a soy flat white mm-hmm. if I go into prep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I feel I feel like I'm doing something really dirty. Yeah. That's how fucked up you are, really. That you think <laughs> of a soy latte as being so bad. No, because I just I, I've been so open about my like, you know, Your how hatred, people shouldn't yeah. drink soy. Well you're scared so that somebody's like, gonna like pap you. No, she's a gonna, liar. Someone's <laughs> gonna pap me. No, somebody's like I am am I gonna get sucked into soy again? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is my love for soy gonna come back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this yeah. one soy flat white gonna lead to a lot more you know also just thinking about spotted and stuff i mean like um pat mm-hmm. just thinking about heat magazine too do you remember do you think they still do i want to open up page. Spotted page. that was my <laughs> favorite fucking page james mcavoy spotted walking down a street in soho carrying a croissant and a exactly coffee. the most basic things but i don't think that could exist now it probably does but it almost is pointless now because we're so present now yeah. online. Yeah, yeah. There is no need to spot celebrities. We can see what they're doing in their kitchen all the time. They're on TikTok. Exactly. Doing- it's it, it's less special because you do get an insight into what a celebrity's daily life looks like on their Instagram. In fact, they're they're willingly asking you to participate because that's how people get roles and stuff yeah. now. Whereas before, there was so much more anonymity. She's to having a secret pan of chocolate. Um, also, I always found really funny with that page that some people came across came off so much better. They really did some people dirty. It was like they saw like an ex. <laughs> ex-member of the sugar babes in Poundlands, they would be fucking brutal. Like they, they would try and like paint people as like really like fucking scraping the barrel. But then some people like, oh, Kate Moss spotted walking out of Soho House. They would like obviously make her yeah. seem really chic. I mean, but maybe, also, they, maybe, you know, maybe Kate Moss is always walking out of Soho House, but I don't I wonder know. If, if, if some of them are lies, because if they just said, say, um, I don't know, who's a celebrity? I can't think of a celebrity's name. Anton Deck. Okay, I'm trying to think of a female. Michelle Heaton. Okay. <laughs> Mylene Class. Mylene Class was so big. Mylene, Mylene Class. Class. Mylene Class coming out of Tesco Metro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You she, they can't lie. be like, well, did you go to Tesco Metro this week, Mylene? She probably had been at some you point. You probably had if been. So London. we can write that down in the spotted page. Exactly. I, I reckon if you really, really hated someone, you could just text text Heat Magazine constantly, like weird <laughs> updates. You get like, like, let's say that you hated, say... Hmm. Lee from Steps. Lee from Steps. You'd be like, Lee from Steps put it coming out of a weird fucking sex shop. Fucking creep. You could just do that all the time. <laughs> oh my God. Horatio showed me this photo really early at the beginning of our relationship. And it's still, it's so funny. It's a picture of, um, oh God, is it the kid from Spy Kids growing up? And, oh, and, 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 and Meg and Jane are coming out of a sex shop holding boy. They're together as a couple. Two shopping bags filled to the brim with dildos. <laughs> Oh and they're both God. they're both wearing tracksuits, sunglasses, trying not to. And they're both <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's the most it's the most unbelievably funny photo. Oh my Megan God! Fox. No, no, Megan Trainer. She sang that song <laughs> all about that bass, about okay. that bass, no trouble. Maybe she was having a party or something. They weren't just for her. Maybe are uh, goodie bags. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Talking of goodie bags, did my first goodie bags. For Margot. We had a big old birthday party, didn't we? I did feel bad. I feel... God, you were so nervous about nobody coming. It was like, Jessie, it's not your party. Yeah, but it's Margot's party, which is basically my party. Because I'm the mother. Mm-hmm. I'm the star. Mm-hmm. Also, I love that Margot said that she wanted to be a joint birthday party, but just slowly <laughs> and, and assuredly just pushed me off the billing. Like, eventually, I was, I was just doing face paint. I was I was, I was was working at the party. And another parent asked, came up to me and said, would I be willing to do another kid's birthday party next weekend as a face painter? So I found my new job. We found it. They really do think you're doing the face paint. Yeah, I don't know how to... <laughs> get across the message apart from not responding to this whatsapp group i've been all added to about this you've been kid. added to our whatsapp group no, no no i've been added to this kids party whatsapp group i haven't been added to that <laughs> well, clearly you're not invited i am i'm not doing it okay, i'm not no, doing of course it. you're not doing it but you could charge a lot of money how much can you charge you for could face probably painting? charge for an hour of face painting you could probably charge 100 quid really that yeah. seems a bit steep steep yeah no you could charge more you could probably charge 150 that is absurd. No, no, no. You, you seriously could. It's this embarrassing. This children's entertainer no that they had, this that another family had last weekend. They hired a Cinderella impersonator, and she was just on the phone near the square where the party was. And I, I, I saw. I didn't know that they were having a. I thought I was hallucinating seeing Cinderella on the phone. And she suddenly starts walking towards me, and then I realised she's she's coming to do a party thing. Slightly weird. Anyway, she 
I reckon she got paid like 500. With that, yeah. I mean, because you're, 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 you're doing the whole was bit. Like, Hello, children. I'm Cinderella. Who's the birthday girl? And then they have like a little bit of, you know, ad lib with mm-hmm. the birthday girl. And then she, res- you know, resumes her position of being the party entertainer. And she just has an iPad and she's like, musical statues. I see. So you're basically just, yeah, yeah. you're just like, you're dressed up kids entertainer. Yeah. Would I be a kids entertainer? Fuck you. No, of course I would. I would. I would you love tried. it. You tried. You tried to be a kids presenter. That was, I your, would that love was your main to, I goal would, in life. I would love to do kids entertainment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Never got picked because I do, you know, comedy shows about, you know, talking about rape and stuff. Mm. Don't get don't get picked. Don't get picked after that. This evening's bedtime story. Oh, so it's so funny when you were trying, you, some, another mum at the party came up and was like talking Sorry, to us. Sorry, we just have to say comedy shows mentioning my rape, not about rape. Not about rape. <laughs> okay. Not as a subject. Just, just, just to be clear. And CBBS rightfully, you know, they are allowed to not book me. That's fine. But bedtime I would be a great. Would be an, she'd be great. I asset. would be so good with a bedtime story. I've already picked five books that would be my books. Yeah, but the thing is, what was so funny is when this mum came up to us at the party and was like, "Oh, so Jessie said that you did the audio book for her book," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah," and she was like, "Oh, would you want to do that again?" And then you were like, "Have you heard of the? Have you heard of the fairy tale hairdresser? I just did those books." And I was like, "Jessie, why are you trying to impress this mum?" Are you trying to take a gig away from me? A conversation topic where I'm talking about my audiobook career and you're like, have you heard of the fairy tale hairdresser? <laughs> that was a that, No, it was because I was feeling really awkward. I know. And I was trying to fill time and I didn't know what else to say. So I thought, oh, she might know the fairy tale hairdresser books. I know that I did the voice. So I thought, oh, no, I, I, she won't know. No one knows that. So I thought, oh, I'll just... It was literally me being awkward socially. It wasn't me trying so to take your thunder. No, 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 no. I, no. So I don't mind awkward. at all. It's not like, they're not, they're not my peers. Do you not know the books? It's about Kitty <laughs> Lacey, the best so hairdresser fun. in all the land. But it was just so funny because it's like, it's like, you know, adolescent fear when you're amongst your peers and you're like at a house party. But in a, like, it's, it, it's, a, it's a mature version of that. Being intimidated by other parents. It's so motherland. It was crazy. Trying to, not knowing if other parents are going to come. Not knowing. Like, we bought so much alcohol. So much alcohol that didn't really get drunk. But I bought, honestly, about £40 worth of crisps. Mm. All gone. All gone. I, I didn't get, I didn't get a single crisp. crisp. I didn't get a single crisp. I didn't get a single crisp. The ready mix. The ready, the ready salted M&S mixture mm. they're the, my favorite Chris I was hoping oh the I ones have, with the little wheels the, they got the, the little pinwheels the, the, the pinwheels oh and they got the little sticks the sticks they got a hula hoop they got and a little got wavy like a, one like a like a, a ridge a square a ridge square <laughs> <laughs> nothing better than a ridge square oh, in my opinion do you remember squares oh my god squares are great salt to make squares have you had um the newest the, obs- I'm obsessed double crunch what is it, Horatio? Is it Walkers or is it McCoy's? They, that is a new type of crisp. Double oven baked, double crunch, and double the bloody flavour. Okay, KFC Zinger. <laughs> KFC Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay, they've even got a du- they've even got a double crunch cheese and onion. Let me tell you, that's the showstopper, really, in my opinion. No. That is the oh big old ridges, full of flavour, absolutely incredible. No, no, couldn't no, recommend no, it more. No, the no. cheese and onion ones. Mwah. Anyway, there's Beautiful. no, no Christmas at the party. That was a real shame that there yeah. were no Christmas. I didn't even get to try a bit of my own cake. The no, kids literally the cake rampaged She made the biggest that. cake she's ever made. Yeah. And I made it with my Barbie doll um, that I had when I was 10 years old. And it, it was just my favourite because you twist her torso and her skirt changes. And I was so, so excited. <laughs> and I washed her hair. I washed a Barbie doll's hair. That's, that was my, I, I spent time doing that, combing for it with conditioner and stuff. That felt very, very strange. Putting it in the cake, doing all this kind of stuff. And then for Margot to like look at it and like take off her top and be like, ha, and then just throw it on the ground. And I'm then sorry. her skirt mechanism was broken. Yeah. Um, I guess kids maybe just don't find Barbie dolls exciting in the same no, way. No, they did. They loved it. They, mm. they gravitated. I mean, it was all gone. It was literally all gone. The whole cake was gone. But I hope it was tasty. It was delicious. Mm. Um, I was slightly embarrassed at my daughter's confidence though, because when she we was were bold. to sing happy birthday... They, she sang, she sang very loudly, and for some reason they had had a. She was very much on her own, so mm. everyone was looking at her. Yeah. And I thought, oh, she's gonna be, she's gonna need a hug from me. She's gonna be shy. She just sang "Happy Birthday" to herself. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I've got a video of it. It's kind of staggering. But she's so confident. And it's gonna do her so well. She's a confident girl. Hopefully, nobody takes that confidence away from her. Mm. Like, why is it a bad thing for a young girl to be confident? You exactly. know, if it was a boy, we would be like, "That's amazing." No, definitely, definitely, um, definitely. She doesn't. But have I, to be I, sweet I felt and mild. like I couldn't be like, "Oh, <laughs> I had to kind of show that I was embarrassed because yeah. I don't want to look like I'm 
you, I don't know. It's you, a weird thing. Actually. You don't. You don't want. You don't want to be seen to like be making your child arrogant. No. So you of course have to sort of be like, no, no, no don't be too much. But at the same time, yeah. it's a great thing. Yeah. You know? She didn't. She's she was, so funny. I think also it was her embarrassment mm-hmm. that she was doing that. It yeah. Was, she's definitely got like the performer element to her, which is you kind of you're either going to be hiding under a table mm-hmm. or you're going to be standing on top of the table and you're going to be making Doing everyone a dance look routine. at you. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, very or, much what I've got. Or you, it's like sort of on, on like in our childhood home when you were like 18 or 17, something like, <laughs> that, like leaning on the staircase singing maybe this time from Cabaret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole family watched. Yeah, or just crying in a room on your own mm-hmm. and never going to a party for like a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That just sounded really depressing. I was trying to think of something funny, but it's just <laughs> it's not funny. There's no way to make that funny, is there, Jesse? I did go to parties. I should, I know, of course I you did. Couple, I went to a couple of parties. Exactly, and you used to take fun little photos on your little, um, in your camera. Yeah. You know, your Do handheld you know what camera. what I really, really wish I still had? Is when I went to Manchester Uni and I dropped out after six weeks. And I only dropped out because I realised I couldn't write an essay. And because the level of alcohol consumption was just so far like I could not keep up, mm-hmm. but I did try to keep up for those six weeks. I drank so much and there are so, this was just at the start of Facebook. I don't know, 2000, 2000, 2006, mm-hmm. 2005. And I had so many photos on my first Facebook at uni, my, cause everyone was starting to have a profile. And there's like photos of me being drunk on a mechanical bull looking no. fucking incredible. Um, you know, Stuck like I, I I was I was so like I look like such a fun girl, wow. which I'm not. So you got to you got to play that part. I got to play that part for six weeks, but then because I became too cool an artist, you know, like I I wanted to be like a serious artist. I thought no, I'm going to delete that Facebook. So I've lost all those photos of me yeah. being a cool student. I, I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make actually deleting photos on Facebook that you feel are unflattering or embarrassing. So many photos I've deleted over the years that I would desperately love to see now because they reflect an accurate version of you in yeah. the past and so, I don't have that version I was a fun girl for six weeks and I don't have any evidence mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I think actually part of the reason why I didn't go to university was partly the intimidation of the the drinking culture that I just knew I wouldn't really have gelled with um, it's, it's another level I I basically I would get blackouts because to go from drinking a little bit at weekends as you do normally in, in sixth form and stuff mm-hmm. to drink Every night For of the week. Sport. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every night of the week. And going clubbing every night of the week, I think. I mean, you know, you're always going to have regrets and, and, and what ifs and stuff like that. And sometimes I do now think, you know, oh, wow, like that could have potentially been really fun. It would have been a chance for me to make a big social group. But it just is not me. I just know I would have probably dropped out too. Yeah, it was. I, I don't regret dropping out at all. At least all. I don't have any student loans. You don't you know? have student, I'm still paying off my student loan. You know? Yeah, that's what I wrote Sunset for. <laughs> pay off the student loan. <laughs> for that one term I was there. My God. I think I had to pay for the whole year. That sucks. Yeah, really bad. Anyway, mm. that I think we've done a long time. Should we wrap up? Yeah. Oh, 53 minutes. 53 oh, minutes. Wow. This is the top I wore to the football yesterday. I know, and I've got to say, it is itching me. No. Because it's an old vintage football top but it's actually soccer it's a soccer so- top soccer yes mm-hmm. um thank you for listening to our podcast thank you for subscribing to our patreon and i'm putting i, I just as of the time that this podcast is out i've put a, a fun cake cake video another cake video on the patreon um me making margaret's birthday cake so and if you want to listen to the to sunset book but not buy it bb does the audio book for it and it's amazing. So that's you can just find that on Audible. Yeah. yeah. And I think that you can do you can have a free trial. You can have a so free trial. Want, so you can just be canny and not have to pay. You could just listen to me for free. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>